The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Welcome to the 365 Message Center Show, where we plan for change, prevent or fix, and stay informed. Uh, today's show, we have uh, so many updates. Um, we're going to ask you to check your tone and outlook, be polite, learn to comment in a modern way, and um, let the emergency services know in the U.S. where you are, if, if need be, when you're using Teams. Daniel, that's the show. Um that was interesting. That was it. Yes, that was an interesting uh, intro there you got. Mm. Uh, but uh, interesting in a good way. I'm not. I'm. It was actually pretty decent. Uh, to this this uh, <laughs> gosh, this uh, week is interesting in that. And that it's not, you know, not <laughs> right. And <laughs> that it's it's not the most interesting. But while you're here. Before we get to the very interesting stuff, um, pound and kick the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and click the bell. And those that are listening to the podcast, go ahead, just pause it now and hit the share button and share it on Twitter. Share it on your Facebook page, share it in, and Insta. Share it, people. Let's go. Look right now. Don't delay. Do it right now. This week, I am definitely, this is my favorite, I think, update is going to be the t- check your tone. I think that's Check your tone. Okay. Check it. Um, what, are we, what order are we doing this in, Daniel? We, we're kind of like, we're pushing that one out because good episode etiquette is you want to put the most interesting thing a bit further along so people hang in there and want to hear about it. So I think we're starting off with, uh, pairing the naming convention for Teams channels and SharePoint folders. Uh, so this is about uh, making sense of changes to Teams channels. This is MC280294. When we change a channel in Teams, a chain, channel, change a channel name, Cosmetically, we see it in Teams and we're great, we're fine, that's okay, that's where most people are interacting with it, right? They're, they're not going to get confused. Except when you go to SharePoint and you see a different name and it's not the same name as the channel anymore, it's this old name that doesn't make sense. This does happen, Daniel, when we're in projects or we're in a team with a longer lifespan and someone needs to change the name because it is going to reflect a change in structure or a different work stream or something else um and it's just the easier way around isn't it just to rename something instead of recreating and shifting content um but the the goal of this update is to synchronize those changes so that the channel changes the sharepoint folder changes uh, but there are some catches there daniel aren't there there's something else well, there's that. There's one catch, and that if you have users who are syncing mm-hmm. using the OneDrive sync, the the specific folder that has been renamed, then the old name will still remain in the OneDrive sync. Right. If they're syncing the whole document library in SharePoint that has all the folders for every channel in it, then the name will be reflected. The new name. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Right. So they do outline some of those scenarios. 
Um, when this change is in your tenant, then for standard channels, you change the name on a channel, it'll change. Private channels, it'll change. Uh, for legacy team channels, I have to check myself there. What is a legacy team channel, Daniel? Is that a channel that exists already? It is channels that were renamed prior to the rollout. Ah, okay. So they're already named. The name is already out of sync. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to fix itself is what they're saying. But mm -hmm. if you were to change the channel name again, it will synchronize. Good to know. Um, okay, that's that's about it. I mean, like you do want to make sure that um, you're telling people that things are going to improve, but uh, in terms of the impact, it's a positive one. It's not that you're preparing people for a change where they have to start thinking about things operating um, in a different way, in a negative sense. It's a, a positive change bringing things into alignment. So this is rolling out mid-September through mid-October at the moment. <laughs> Maybe it'll get updated. Daryl, um, while what you said is true, mm -hmm. it may get updated. I think you need to check your tone. Am I? Well, I mean, I, it's not like as I'm talking, something's giving me suggestions, Daniel. But it will in the future, not while you're talking, but while you're typing. The next update is Outlook Tone Detection in Microsoft Editor for Outlook on the web. This is MC281368. And what's really good about this is it's for Outlook on the web, which is, I have talked about before, my most often used version of Outlook. So, Maybe the one on my phone is more used. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, so what we're getting a new item in refinements. We've had punctuation, inclusiveness, formality, basically checking your email to make sure that it's written well. You know, and you if you've used other services, Daryl, Grammarly, um, you know, those kind of services before you're familiar with these suggestions of uh, maybe you should check this, you, you know, uh, the tone you're, you're doing passive voice, you know, those kind of things. Well, now we're getting a tone item and uh, our emails will be checked for politeness. <laughs> so if you're telling off someone using outlook on the web, you might get an, a nice little notification saying, maybe you should check your tone here. This is rolling out early September and completed late September is the target. And uh, that's, I think the, um, the, there's a note there that says about the analysis runs on the same servers mm. as the user's mailbox. Uh, the It's not transmitted to some other service on another server. So uh, meaning it's not uh, crossing wires and, and crossing other servers and stuff. It's staying right there on that server. So it's a service that's installed on this Exchange online servers. Your, your mistaken poor tone is contained in the usual place that you would, <laughs> you would normally. But I love this, yeah. like, check your tone. Um, yeah, like, check your tone. There, there is one. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, with, with language, it, it can be 
dependent on where you are in the world and how people talk and do, do we have a sensitivity slider where we can dial it down to say yeah you know it, it's okay it's just it's just well it, i think what you're um kind of alluded to alluding to here is that some people are going to get this notification more than others mm-hmm. and it 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 doesn't seem to say anything about learning whether it's going to learn your tone <laughs> and change change its recommendations it would would be great you know if it does if it would but uh so some of us may be getting these notifications more than others the only kind of gotcha here is that it is actually turned off by default. So users will have to go and check the and do the check the box ah. to turn it on. So Daniel, so, does this mean like yeah. that I mean it won't be on by default, that's what you're saying. But if mm-hmm. if you were to try and give them quite a uh, a new um new bit of guidance, a, a bit of a jab if you're really an early adopter of this kind of technology, you could you could send them some instructions about how to to check the the switch and check the box and check the check your tone, yeah. check your politeness. <laughs> so if someone sends you a rude email, you can reply back and say, "You might not have the politeness checkbox uh, marked. You might want to go do that before you send more emails to me." Uh, so <laughs> it, like I said, rolling out in next month, this coming month, and uh, I. I probably will do it. I think any kind of, you know, recommendations like that would be nice just to say, you know, maybe you want to do this in a different way. And uh, frankly, if it gets in the way, I'll just turn it off. But uh, I think I'll go, if I remember to go check the box, I will, I will do that once it's enabled. In my it will be interesting to see the, yeah, the performance of this because um, my yeah concern about some of these services is that we'll all end up having the same kind of tone. Um, Yeah, I I think so. I mean, there's some of that to where you could, you know, if it's making the same recommendations for everyone, uh, you know, maybe it's going to change, you know, suggest the same changes that, and you've said that before, like with those quick answers on mobile for email and teams and And autocomplete. Yeah. Yep, and autocomplete. You could we could all be saying uh thanks. That's uh, great. You know, or, Me too. Uh, that's great. Yeah. So hmm. uh let's let's move on, shall we, to our quick updates. And the first one is about important updates are available for Microsoft to do apps, MC two eight zero two eight seven. And this is going to be enabled October 31st-ish. I say ish, it may be November 1st. But um, the basically what's going to happen, they're changing the back end for to-do, and you're going to need to update those apps that sync content to to to-do. So you're on your mobile device, uh, you have to-do installed, you need to update that that, uh, device app. If you're using Outlook, on your mobile device that syncs to, to, to do as well. You need to update that device, uh, that app on your device so that if you were to, um, if you don't update and the date passes here for when they do the update 
and you, you're not doing updates to do, to do, maybe you're offline and then you come back online after they've switched, then you won't sync anymore. It, there will be no syncing. And so when you do an update, it, it talks about here that you will lose all unsynced data. Mm. So just make sure that you update your apps. Um, as long as you're staying up to date and updating your apps, you should be fine. But those people that don't update their apps that often, then uh, this is definitely something you want to let your new users know about. It can happen because some people don't have automatic updates turned on for their apps yeah. on their mobile. So yeah, they'd like to go through and find them. And I know I had a tablet for a while where I had that turned off and occasionally I'd remember and go, whoa, got to do a lot of catching up. But you don't want to be caught out with this one if to do is no. is a thing you rely on and you're trying to yeah. make sure that the task list that you build and update each day is um, is up to date. I think though, like with people who use to do in that way in a daily sense, we'll catch this pretty quickly and address it. I agree. Mm. I agree. That's a very modern comment by you there, Daryl. Well, I'm a modern kind of guy, you know, when it comes to comments. Um, and in respect of PowerPoint and yet another place to comment in a modern way, um, it's uh, becoming generally available. It's uh, MC280615. We've uh, heard of modern comments frequently coming to other applications like Word Uh have we seen it yet for Excel? I don't know if we have. Yeah, we have. I think yeah, did. yeah. This is the third. Yeah. So, um, look, one of the downsides for comments up until now has been if you're commenting on an object in PowerPoint, that could be a shape, a square, or something else. They're often like just little floating tags, and uh, let's say that you move that object somewhere on your slide, then the, the little tag just sort of sits out there nowhere and not really associated with the object that you're trying to comment on. could be like this. Hey, let's change that color so that it matches the branding for, um, for that client or something like that. So one of the things in the update, um, this tag will float around and be anchored with the object or shape. Um, so that's a good thing. We see the other other things that uh, are brought to modern comments like at mentioning people, um, you can resolve comment threads. Uh, also, sort of ownership management of those comment threads too because <laughs> when you're co-authoring something, I always laughed at this, you, you, could, um, you could go in and change someone else's comment. Uh, and like, <laughs> you can imagine like... Um, going in and updating it so that it sort of justified you not making a change or, or change, even changing the tone of that comment. Um, but now, if you own the comment, it's up to you to edit it. You, you can't edit comments right. on behalf of other people. Uh, what else was there? Comments and margins. I said about placements of comments. Um, improved notifications for those, for those uh, emails that come through when you at mention people. Uh, it's look if I can sum up what modern comments are it's it's trying to bring a more collaborative experience to commenting and co-authoring documents so that that conversation thread about the thing you're discussing that you're trying to give feedback on in PowerPoint Word or Excel uh, it becomes a a more collaborative experience rather than just a bunch of words so um, anything to add there Daniel 
No, I think the, I will say, um, I went back and looked and I couldn't find Excel. So I don't know if we've talked about it. Uh, we've, the indication was that all office products were going to get mm -hmm. it eventually. Um, so the, uh, but we, I th we may have only talked about word. So that's the only one I could see the other, only other thing, and this is supposed to be a quick mention, but we're talking a lot about <laughs> it, but, uh, you can turn it off. Um, and if you want to turn it off, that's a policy you have to enable, whether that's group policy. Um, and of course that would only apply to windows, but you could also create a policy in the config.office.com website. Um, there is a new use modern comments in PowerPoint um, policy that you can select when you're creating one to, to add that. And you can apply it to certain groups or however you want to apply that policy. But hmm. That's where you can do it. I would say modern comments are the way to go and wonder why you would turn that off. But let's just say there's an option there for us. Daniel, uh, let's finish yes. on this last one to do with uh, phone calls in the US and Microsoft Teams. Yes, this one is somewhere in my listing. It's Dynamic E911 for US WFM, WFH. Sorry, waving your hands are confusing me here. Let me start over. Dynamic E911 for US WFH. H users, that's work from home users, MC280290. And this is only for US. So those of you that are not in the US, just hang with me just for a second. But this is the ability, giving your users the ability to define their location. If it's not already in a admin configured location, meaning it's not in a, a location of, of one of your, where your business is, an office location, then uh, users will be able to, if you allow them, define that location so that they can use Teams calling for emergency services. 911, E911 is what we refer to. And uh, for anyone that does any kind of Wi-Fi calling on their mobile, if they're they're allowed to do that from their service provider, they'll know what this means. You, you have to define where you are, where your home address is, so it kind of knows where you are. And same thing here. Uh, so this will be rolling out standard and GCC late October to mid-November and GCC high and DOD late November and complete by mid-December. Of course, you can as an admin, so uh, check this message out if you want to manage this uh, and um, have this turned on. Um, you can, you know, there's lots of settings here you can, you can, uh, or uh, things you need to think about, I guess I should say, when you're allowing your users to work from home, and are they will they need to be able to you know pro provide an emergency address uh, to teams? Hmm. So this is also more for use of being your primary location if you're working mostly from home. I don't imagine that you would change this if you were starting to work remotely from maybe different clients. Premises? No. No, it's just... No, uh, I don't think so. It's, it's, not... it's set. Yeah, it, you can have it, you know, Teams is going to try to auto uh, find where you are. Hmm. And so, you know, that's great. And see if it can auto, can auto find where you are. And really this is so that when you call 911, which is the emergency phone number here in the States, you uh, it will send that address to 
the receiver of that call to the dispatcher um, as the address being from where you call. Mm. So you can, um, so they'll know where you're calling from to, to get emergency services there quicker. All right. Yes. And I think that's it. That is it, Daniel. That is it. Um, It's been, um, yeah, (laughs) an interesting episode. Um, It has. Yeah. I I passed this comment earlier in the week, too, that it always feels like leading up to Ignite that some of the updates tend to be held back as we come to a date where they want lots of good stuff to talk about and they'll release certain things uh, during Ignite and and some that will come a bit later after that. But it does tend to get a little quiet beforehand. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, we haven't talked about. Um, but this this week they announced that Ignite was going to happen November 2nd through the 4th, and it's going to be online only. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was rumors going around that there might be some talk of, of providing an in-person option. Um, I think that was more of people wanting and wishing mm. than reality. But yeah. um, so it's going to be online only November 2nd through the 4th. So the two days really of content. Um, as has been happened um, in the past. Mm-hmm. So sign up, get ready to, you know, add that to your calendar to save those dates so you can actually attend. And you go to uh, ignite.microsoft.com. That's the to one. See that information. So that was that was that week. It's it's been and gone, and and until next week, <laughs> we'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Yes.